chapter 6, verse 14. We're going to read about a guy by the name of Noah. You may have heard of him before. If not, this is a good story. I would encourage you to read chapter 6 and the surrounding chapters. See what went on. This, this story of Noah is, is referenced. Uh, even throughout the New Testament on occasion, we see Noah talked about. And we're going to talk about Noah a little bit today. Genesis chapter 6, verse 14. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to make it. The ark will be 450 foot long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. You are to make a roof, finishing the sides of the ark to within 18 inches of the roof. You are to put a door in the side of the ark. Make it with lower, middle, and upper decks. Understand, I am bringing a flood. Floodwaters on the earth to destroy every creature under heaven with the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark with your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today, and we thank you for these words. God, these commands that you gave to Noah as you were preparing to bring a great flood on this, on this earth. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would hide me behind the cross, that I would preach and teach in a way that's going to bring glory to you, that's going to point people to Jesus Christ. And God, I pray that in your word today we find strength, that your Holy Spirit would speak to us in ways that we need to be spoken to. I pray that you would free us from our distractions and our worries of the world. And I pray today, God, that you give us a spirit of peace. God, I pray that you let our hearts be ready to hear from you. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In this passage, God is giving Noah some very specific instructions. He's telling Noah that a flood is about to come on the earth. And he tells Noah exactly how to build the ark. This ark will be a, a, a safe place for Noah's family. Oh, it was only righteous Noah and his family were all that were righteous on the earth. That's why God was bringing the flood. It didn't take long until after God made all of creation that everything was evil and it was going downhill fast. And God said, all right, I'm going to destroy everything, but, but Noah, you are righteous and I will spare you and I will use you to to help get the world back going, so to speak, and to save the different animals and to begin to repopulate the earth after the flood is over. And, and God gives Noah this warning and these instructions. And at the very end of the chapter, in verse 22, it says, And Noah did this. He did everything that God commanded him. Now, God gave Noah very specific instructions about what was about to take place, that there was a flood coming. But Noah had to follow the command of God. If Noah was going to be rescued, he had to listen to what God said, and he had to do what God said and build this boat so that he and his family could survive. And it's no different for you and I. Now, it's unlikely that God is going to speak directly to any of us today and say, I'm going to flood the world. Well, it's impossible. God said in his word, he's not going to flood the world again. 
But it's unlikely God would speak to us in such a dramatic way, although he may. But God does speak to us in certain ways, and God does try to prepare us for things that may be coming in our life. In the same way that he tried to prepare Noah. Now, these instructions that God gave to Noah were good instructions. But what if Noah had not followed God's instructions? Well, he would have been destroyed by the flood as well. But Noah was a righteous man, and he listened to God. And he listened to what God said, and God rescued him from the floods as a result. Now, you and I won't experience a flood in the same way that Noah experienced a flood that day. But you and I do experience floods in life. And sometimes that's an illustration that we see in Scripture. And it's a very fitting illustration. And Jesus talks about that at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, about somebody who built their house on sand, and when the waters rose and the floods came, that their house washed away. But the one who built their house on rock, when the floods came, their house was able to stand. We, we understand that illustration, right? Because we have floods in our life. We have hard times and things that, that really seem like we're not going to be able to get through them. Difficulties with our health and, and loss of loved ones and all of these things that we go through. Loss of a job or, or not being able to find food that we need on the shelves of the, of the store. Uh, going through tragedies and, and, and men and women fighting in war and going through all the hard times of that. I mean, there are so many things in our life that are floods, if we can call them that. And God desires for us to be prepared for those floods. And how does God prepare us for the floods that we go through? He prepares us through His Word. Who is it that delivers us from our floods that we go through? It is God that delivers us. And in the story of, of Noah, that's a, that's a pretty miraculous thing that God did by giving him these specific instructions on making this huge boat. But sometimes, as we saw in the book of Esther on many occasions... God works in a way that may not be as obvious to us, but there may be many ways in our life that God is trying to, to get us ready for the floods that may come in our life. It reminds me of the story of the man who was watching the news and the weatherman said a storm is coming. Things are fixing to get really bad. And expect in, in your area, expect there to be great flooding. And so this man heard this report and he said, God, a flood is a coming. And I pray, God, that you would keep me safe, rescue me, and deliver me from this flood. Well, it wasn't long after that that the rains began to fall and the waters began to rise. And sure enough, just as the weatherman had predicted, the neighborhood that the man was in began to flood. And the roads were beginning to get covered with water. And This rescue vehicle came through and said, Hey, man, we're coming, we're coming to all the houses. Get in here. We're going to get you out of here and get you to a safe place. And the man said, nope, I'm going to be fine. I have faith in the Lord, and I have prayed that God would rescue me, and I will be okay. Go on your way. I'll wait for the Lord. And the man waited a little longer, and eventually the waters rose all the way to the second story of his house. And about that time, there were some boats that came through. And they said, hey, we've come through for anybody that didn't make it out on the emergency vehicles we're here to rescue you. And the man said, go on your way. I'm going to be okay. I've prayed that God would rescue me, and I know that God will deliver me. Well, the waters continued to rise very quickly. Pretty soon, the man 
couldn't stay on the second story of his house. He had to eventually make his way onto the roof, and there wasn't much of the roof left. He was on the last little dry spot there were, and about that time he heard the sound of a helicopter, and the helicopter was coming over. And they yelled out on the intercom, Sir, we're here to rescue you for any final people who are stranded. We're here to deliver you from the flood. And the man said, No, you go on your way. I've prayed to God, and I know that it is God who will rescue me. Well, the waters continued to rise, and there was nowhere else for the man to go. And the man met a tragic death as he drowned in the flood. And he went to heaven to be with the Lord, and he said, God, I prayed to you and I trusted you, and I had all the faith in the world that you would save me and rescue me. And God said, I tried three times. I sent you a car and a boat and a helicopter. What more could you want? You see, sometimes the ways that God tries to deliver us and the, and the paths that God puts in our way for us to be delivered for the floods are so obvious, but we overlook them. And so maybe there are some things that God wants to show you in your life. Maybe there are some floods that you are going through. Or maybe there are some floods that you are going to go through in your life. But just as Noah had to be prepared, so do you and I have to be prepared. We have to be prepared to say, okay, God, there's floods coming. What am I going to do to get ready for those floods? Well, the way that we prepare for floods in our life is by putting our trust in the Lord and say, God, you are going to be the one who is going to deliver me. And so we prepare for our floods by praying to God, by asking God to be our strength. We prepare for our floods by seeking God's words. Because when those hard times in our life come, where are we going to turn to? Well, there's only one place that we can turn to that's going to deliver us, and that is the Word of God. That will be our strength to get us through our, most, our deepest and darkest and most troubling times. And so it's important for us to be in God's Word. It's important for us to come together and worship. Why? Because every time we study God's Word and we seek God, it's making us stronger in the Lord. So when we experience those hard times, we will be ready to stand. Just as Noah stood, the righteous will be delivered. The righteous will not be overtaken in the hard times. In Proverbs 24, 16, it says even though the righteous may fall uh, seven times, they'll get back up. I'm paraphrasing here. But the wicked will stumble into ruin. Well, that's what happened in Noah's day. The wicked were destroyed, but righteous Noah, even in the midst of the flood, he was obedient to God, and it was God who brought him through the flood. And so it is for you and I. God gives us his word. He tells us things to look out for, sins that may cause us to stumble and fall. He says, be ready for these things. That's why it's important that we are in God's word. And we need to be aware of those things in God's Word that we think, well, I don't really struggle with that. Well, you better be ready because maybe one day there will be a flood in your life and that struggle will come and it will hit you hard. And if you've not studied God's Word and know God's Word and can stand on God's Word in those areas, the flood, the flood may, may cause you a lot of trouble. So we need to be prepared for whatever God's Word tells us to be prepared for. We need to work on our attitudes when we're angry. 
We need to work on, are we being gentle? Are we being loving? Are we being kind? These are all things that God's Word says, hey, you need to work on these things. You need, to, you need to have these things in your life. And all of these different qualities and characteristics that the Bible talks about are things that make us stronger men and women. And these are the types of things that help us to maybe avoid some of the floods in our life, the hard times. Or at the very least, when we go through them, we're ready to seek the Lord and say, Okay, God, your word tells me what to do, how to live, how to make it through the tough time that I'm going through. Now, I don't know what your tough times are, but you do. You know those tough times that you're going through, and you know those times where you feel like, man, I'm not going to make it out. We see a good example of that in Psalm 69, verse 2, where David says, I have sunk deep, I have sunk in deep mud, and there is no footing. I have come into deep waters, and a flood sweeps over me. Now, when David is saying that, he's not talking about a a, a literal flood of water. He's talking about difficulties that he's going through in life. And he uses this language to describe those difficulties. I feel like I'm stuck in the mud. I'm sinking. And God, come to my rescue. God, come to my aid. God, save me from the trouble that I have found myself in. You get that illustration probably. No doubt, I bet everybody in here has at some point in time been in some thick mud. And what happens when you get in that thick mud? Man, you can't, you can't hardly get out of it. What happens when you begin to get in water that's a little too deep if you're not a good swimmer? What happens if you get in water that's a little too rough even if you are a swimmer? Right, that water can flood over you. And it's a scary thing when you're in a situation and you feel like the flood is going to overtake you. And David says, this is how I feel in my life when I go through the struggles that I'm going through. God, I feel like I'm about to be overcome and overtaken by the flood. Can anybody in this room relate to David? Yes, we can. We can relate to David because we have those floodwaters in our life. And we are prepared for the flood by trusting in the Word of God. We are prepared for the flood by knowing that God is going to deliver us from it, that God is going to be with us through it. No matter how bad things may look, we will be rescued. Because God's Word promises us that. And so what about you in your life today? Are you going through a flood? Are you going through a hard time? And if so... What are you seeking for your help and your assurance? Are you seeking God? Are you seeking God's Word? Are you being obedient to God? Because God, God's Word tells us how to live and what we should do, but we've got to listen to what He says in the same way that Noah did everything that God commanded. When we do everything that God commands, we will be ready for the hard times that come in our life. Now, I'm not implying that we will always be perfect in everything we do, but if we strive to follow God's Word and live in obedience to Him and say, God, Your Word tells me things that are sin. Your Word tells me things that are difficult. And God, I'm going to avoid those things. God, Your Word tells me that when times are hard, You will not leave me or forsake me. So God, even in the midst of my flood, I will listen to Your commands. And that's what Noah did. He heard what God said, and he said, God, I will do what you call me to do. And that's what you and I need to do. That's what the righteous will do. The righteous will, will seek God and live by his word. And God is always faithful to deliver the righteous. But not everybody in Noah's day was prepared. 
Not every day was, uh, not everybody in Noah's day was, was listening to what God's uh, words had been and the, and the way that they should have been living. Some were going about their normal life, eating, drinking, and being merry, and marrying, and continuing marriage as things always were. And many people in our world today, they see the word of God, they hear the word of God, but they disregard the commands of God. And they say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to eat, drink, and be merry. I'm going to continue to marry and live life and do things as they've always been done. And when the floodwaters of life come to people who do not seek God and God's word and Jesus Christ, the floodwaters will overtake the wicked into ruin. But I don't want any of us to be those who live in a wickedness and are destroyed by ruin. I want us to be those who are righteous and those who are delivered. We see that in Scripture in 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 9. I won't read all those passages, but it references this very thing, that God is able to deliver the righteous. And if God was able to deliver righteous Noah, and God was able to deliver righteous Lot, also quoted in this passage, then is God not still able to deliver the righteous today? Yes, He is. God wants to deliver us in our floods. He wants to be with us through our floods, and He does that through Jesus Christ. That's what gives God the ability and the power because of Jesus' victory, because of His death and His resurrection. That's how we have the power and the hope to make it through the floods that we are going through. Maybe we're, we're praying and we're seeking God's deliverance and God's help in something, but maybe the help that we need is right on the pages of God's Word. When is the last time you've opened up God's Word and read it? Maybe every day, maybe once a week, maybe once a month, maybe hardly ever. You see, the, the hope that we need, the help that we need, the assurance that we need, it comes from the Word of God and the promises and the truths of the Word of God. And so if we're not in the Word of God, that may be how God wants to speak to us. Now, that's not the only way that God can speak to us. Certainly we pray to God, and God hears those prayers. And sometimes God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. Sometimes God puts situations and people in our path to help try to get our attention. And sometimes we miss those things because, like the man on the roof, we're looking for God to act in some miraculous way, but maybe God's going to act through your husband or wife or through your children, or through some random encounter in the grocery store. Maybe God is going to speak to you through His Word. And so we need to seek God's Word. We need to say, God, help me to see those ways that you're in my life that I've missed you. Because sometimes we do miss God. But God is right there, and He's always at work. If you're going to make it through the flood, you have to prepare ahead of time. God told Noah to build this ark, and Noah didn't just say, okay, I'll get around to it, God. Noah didn't wait till the day of the flood to build the ark. He built the ark before the flood. And so it is for you and I. We don't want to wait till we get to the flood and then say, oh, God, help me. Not that God won't help us. But, man, we want to be prepared and say, okay, God, I want to be in your word. I want to know your word. I want to know about Jesus. I want to trust in Jesus. I want to put my faith in Jesus. I want Jesus to be my rock. I want Jesus to be my strength. And then when the floods come, guess what? We are ready to stand against those floods. But if our relationship with God is not strong, if we don't know God's word and seek God's word, and all of a sudden we just say, well, when the flood comes, then I'll seek God. Well, guess what? That flood is going to hit you hard. But if you're prepared, like Noah, 
and say, God, I'm getting ready for the floods. I'm getting ready for the hard times. God, I praise you in the good times. I seek you in the hard times, but God, I'm going to be ready. And we need to seek God, and we need to say, God, help my faith to be strong. Because sometimes, sometimes we think, man, my faith is really, really strong. I am super strong. But perhaps your faith is weaker than you think. I think everybody has weaknesses, but maybe we don't all know what our weaknesses are. We all say, yeah, I'm strong in my faith, I'm ready to go. But chances are that likely one day in your life something is going to happen. It's going to shake your faith. Maybe it'll be the loss of a job. Maybe it'll be the loss of a spouse or the loss of a child or some other horrible tragedy. Those are the things that when these things occur in our life, they shake us to our core. And these are the floods that come and we say, God, how will I make it through? How can I get through this? God, why did you allow this to occur? God, why did you allow this to happen? And that's when things really get tough. And we don't all know what our weaknesses are. But I can just about guarantee you there's something in your life that maybe you're not as strong and ready for as you think. And that's why it's important for us to say, God, build my faith in you. And that's not to say that we will never be shaken. Even if our faith really is strong, there are some things in life that hit us so hard, like a tidal wave, like a tsunami, and they just hit you, and you don't think they're going to affect you. You don't think they're going to get you down, but yet it just drains you. And you find yourself in a place like David, and you say, God, I am almost drowning. I cannot make it. God, the floodwaters are getting too deep. But God will lift the righteous out of the flood. God will take care of you in those times in the same way that Jesus took care of Peter. When Jesus, uh, when Peter saw Jesus walking on the water and, and Peter said, let me come out there to you if it's really you. And, and Peter began to walk on the water until his faith began to waver. And he began to sink. But Jesus didn't allow him to sink. Even when his faith was weak, Jesus picked him up and he lifted him out of the waters. And so it is for you and I. We want to prepare for the floods that may come as best we can. But even if we trust God and seek his word, there may be some days that our faith wavers. There may be some experiences that cause us to begin to sink into the pit of despair because of our flood. But in those days... Jesus will lift us up just as he lifted up Peter. What about you today? Are you in the midst of a flood? Are you in the midst of a hard time? If I went around this room and said, does anybody, does anybody got a story or a testimony where you want to tell me about a hard time where you felt like you were drowning and God lifted you out of it, I bet you there would be some of you that would say, yeah, I can tell you about this time and that time, but I can also tell you about how Jesus Christ came to my aid and came to my rescue and I trusted in him and I called out to him and he delivered me from the flood. And so God will deliver you and I today. Just as he delivered Noah, God will deliver you and I. But it's because Noah was righteous. Noah wasn't living in wickedness. He was living in the righteousness of God. And that's what God desires for you and us to do today. To put our faith in Jesus Christ and say, Okay, God, I'm a sinner. I struggle. I go through hard times. And I know what it's like to be in rough waters. 
But Lord, I pray that you send Jesus Christ to help me through these things. Forgive me of my sins and be with me through the floods and Jesus will be with you. He'll give you the peace. He'll give you the comfort. But only if we're obedient to him. Noah was obedient to God. He heard the commands of God and he followed those commands. And I hope that you and I would listen to the commands of God's word, that we would live by them. And most importantly, we would see the commands to follow Jesus Christ, to trust him and him alone. That is the greatest command we can follow. And when we do, God will deliver us from our floods. I'm not telling you you won't have floods. You will have hard days. But God will be right there with you through them. And at the end of it all, in Noah's story, the earth was much more beautiful. When all the floodwaters receded, it was a beautiful thing. And so it is in our life. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we go through the floods, but when the floodwaters recede, we see the beauty of God. And I hope you are seeing and experiencing that beauty through Jesus Christ today. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you. I thank you for your word. God, I pray that we wouldn't, that we wouldn't miss you. God, we do. I hope, hope everybody in here has faith in you and seeks you. And God, sometimes we do pray for you to help us in some certain way. And maybe we miss you, dear Lord, just like the story of that old guy that he drowned in the flood because he missed the ways you were trying to help him. God, maybe we'd do the same thing. God, sometimes you may put people in our path and scriptures in our path that you're trying to get a hold of us, but, but we just kind of miss you. So God, I pray that you would help us not to miss you. God, I pray that if there are some in this room that do not know Jesus Christ today, I pray that they would seek him because God, I know that everybody in this room knows what it's like to go through a flood. They know what it's like to go through difficult times. And God, I pray that today that they would know what it's like to call out to Jesus to be delivered in those times, God. Maybe there's some in here today that are already yours. And God, even the righteous stumble sometimes. But God, you will not let us fall. You will keep us lifted up. So God, help us to be those who are righteous like Noah. Not implying, God, that we are perfect and never sin. God, we do sin. And if we're your children, we sin more than we want to. But God, I pray that you would help us to live for you and follow your commands as best that we can. God, that your word is full of things that you tell us to look out for, to be prepared for. And God, all the things that your word commands are things that can help us to get through the floods that we go through in life. So help us to seek you and seek your word so that no matter what life throws our way, we'll be ready, dear Lord. We may be doing good right now, but it's inevitable that, that floods will come. And so God, help our, help our preparation to be trusting you and trusting your word that that would be our strength in our time of difficulties. God, if there are some in here today that don't know you, I pray that they would repent, that they would put their faith in Jesus Christ, that they would experience the joy and the hope that comes through what Jesus did on the cross with his death and resurrection. God, I thank you for your good words, and I pray that we just take them with us when we leave today. And I ask these things in Jesus' name.